Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Tribune Audio Network. I'm never going to give up. I'm never going to give up. We have to find her. I'm Katie Corman, a reporter for Fox 2 in St. Louis. In the fall of 2018, I had the opportunity to revisit an unsolved case, a case that has haunted the St. Louis area for, at the time, 13 years. The disappearance of Amanda Jones has continued to confuse and frustrate law enforcement, her family, and the greater community for all this time. She was a 26-year-old woman from Jefferson County, Missouri, eight and a half months pregnant, and she disappeared on August 14, 2005, without a trace. I have lived in the St. Louis area going on five years now. This was a case that was new to me when it was brought to my attention in uh, August of 2018, but this is a case that, again, has, has impacted a lot of people and has stuck with people over the years, uh, including my colleague, Andy Banker, who developed relationships, did strong investigative work, and did a lot of reporting on this case from the very beginning. Yeah, we really covered the heck out of this uh, from day one. And there was, you know, there was something that just grabbed you right away about Amanda's photo. And that really was our first introduction to the case. You know, I guess her parents, Yui and Bertha Probst, uh, contacted authorities when they couldn't find her. Uh, eight and a half months pregnant. She already had a daughter by a, a different marriage that had ended, a, a four-year-old daughter. So she's expecting a, another child, and she just vanishes. There's a lot to it, and we're going to get into it, I know. Uh, but I go back to, you know, our first introduction. Authorities, at, after uh, Amanda's parents had contacted them, they contacted us. I mean, this was serious right away, and they, there was no explanation for her to leave, and they, they gave us that photo and asked us to put it on the air, and so we need information about what happened to Amanda Jones. Andy, in our line of work, we often hear from people asking us to, to help find a missing person, a lot of missing kids, a lot of runaways, things like that, but it, the, you typically... I would say a lot of times those those people are found pretty quickly, within a day, a couple of days, a couple of hours yes, even. Yes, and this is unconscionable that it's gone on this long. Tell us about some of those first, those early days. When when the, the news first comes out, there's not a lot of the details about how or why or who's all involved. What do you remember from those initial reports? Mostly her family. You know, her mom and dad, Yui and Bertha Probst, her sister, Carrie. Uh, her uncle, uncle Walt Bowers, sticks out to me, um, and the photos of Amanda, and just it really had a hold on that community, and still does. 
what sticks out most is my memories of just meeting her family and how genuine, passionate, and heartbroken they were. And what breaks my heart even now, Kate, is that we, you know we started going through my old files to get you up to speed so you could dig into this again and not let it drop. I'm so glad you're doing this and uh, to be part of it with you now in some small way. But I, you know, we went through our my old notes. I found a pin. Um, button that you would pin on your shirt just with Amanda's photo in her name and there was a purple ribbon on there purple was her favorite color they released purple balloons from time to time at uh, prayer services for her and uh, I think of how much that weighed on me then and not that it doesn't now and not that I never think about her because I still do but so much of my life has gone on and so many other stories we've covered and you know on and on but her family and the ones who knew her best and loved her most are still stuck where they were 13 years ago going on 14 years ago without an answer they're still in the same spot and it's they just need to know and they absolutely shared that that grief that sadness that frustration they shared all of that with me and I felt it even 13 years later Here's a little bit from Huey and Bertha Probst. Amanda, she was literally my best friend. She was the most compassionate, loving person that anybody would want to meet. And she was a family person. She was always around us, you know, after work, weekends, whatever. We spent a lot of time together. And um, she loved to help people. She loved to help her friends, her family. She was just a beautiful soul. What was she like as a kid? Daddy's girl. Yeah. yeah. She was daddy's girl. Do you mind talking about the toll this has taken on the family? It's um, physical. Uh, his health has gone down tremendously since this all happened. Uh, mine as well. It's pretty much torn the kids apart, you know, yeah. the brother and sister. Uh, Amanda was like... A mom. Well, yeah, like a mom to him, but she was like the, um, the glue that hold everything together type yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she would always be the one to step in if there was an argument or if anything, you know, she was always the one to fix everything. And she's not there to fix it anymore. So their daughter, Amanda Jones, eight and a half months pregnant when she disappeared. The alleged father of her unborn child is reportedly the last person to have seen her. The two of them met at the Hillsborough Civic Center on August 14, 2005. They were said to have been meeting around 1 p.m. During that meeting, Amanda took a phone call from a relative at approximately 1.15. After that meeting, no one else has seen or heard from her since. Later that night, Amanda's blue 1997 Pontiac Sunfire was found unlocked and abandoned in the Civic Center parking lot. Her purse, car keys, wallet, cell phone still haven't been recovered. So, Andy, when we're talking about this Hillsborough Civic Center, tell me a little bit about what you remember about that location. What's significant about this place? Well, it, the Civic Center, it's kind of like uh, you may think if you're not familiar with Hillsboro, Missouri, which is the county seat of Jefferson County, the last 
place she was seen alive, uh, just south of St. Louis. Um, it's kind of like the town center, you know, that's where they would have the county fair uh, and other big events, wedding receptions. Uh, I think Amanda met this man at a holiday party there, right? His name's Brian Westfall, by the way. Um, never been identified as a suspect. But so that's where they found her car, and that's where the last known place that she was alive, uh, which is not to presume that she's dead, but no one has seen her since somebody saw her there. And this was a Sunday, August 14th, 2005. It was, she'd been to church with her parents, I believe, right? Mm -hmm. um, and she went to have this meeting to discuss the future of the child that she would be bringing uh, into the world in a matter of days or weeks. Yeah, Brian Westfall, um, for the record, has always maintained that he is not only not the child's father, but has had nothing to do with Amanda's disappearance. Correct, but he's still a, a big centerpiece of the investigation, and the, the reasons for that will unfold as this podcast does and, and as we continue through uh, the future episodes here. But um, yeah, I just remember that blue car sitting there and how freaky it seemed, for lack of a better term, not just to us in the media, but to the investigators, that there were no keys, no phone, no purse, and they knew she made a, took a phone call in the car. And what we did but, learn from investigators was there was no sign of a struggle right. outside or inside her car. And I believe the car door was ajar. It was mm -hmm. not wide open, but it, it wasn't closed. And so she was adding to the suspicious nature of this disappearance is that it just wasn't in her makeup, according to anyone who knew her, that she would just go. I mean, she had a good job. She had a good life. She prepared her home for this child she was going to be bringing home. Uh, I think she was just going to meet the man she thought was the father to uh, talk about his role, if any, whatever, any kind of financial support, whatever. You know, they, they had things to talk about, right? We sure. don't know. Uh, nobody knows except those two people. But uh, there was no indication that she was distraught or thinking, my gosh, I got to get out. You know, I can't handle this is overwhelmingly. By all accounts, she was looking forward to having her baby, which was to be a son. Other details followed. They came back to me. She was seen uh, on that Sunday. On her way to go meet him. Yes. It stopped at a Walgreens. But there's video of her in the store. And what did she buy? Nothing to indicate she was going to leave or go away or take a trip. She bought a soda, a soda, a Dr. Pepper, and some hairspray, and a keychain. And it, yeah, and one of those keychains with the little hooks on it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and that was it. And we had that video and then a photo uh, from the church with her parents, taken that day. And then they never saw her again. But after that, I you know we covered prayer services. There was a lot of a lot of activity, a lot of hustle and bustle in those days immediately following her disappearance. Search parties out, people out talking, just asking questions. Talk to me about some of the people you encountered in those first few days who were just there trying to help. Well, again, I her family just sticks out to me. All her relatives, her aunts, uncles, um, but her sister Carrie is the one that. I mean, just talking to you now, I, I, she seems present with me here. Um, and I remember one report we did specifically where we followed her around 
passing out flyers, saying, help me find my sister. We gotta find my sister. She's nine months pregnant. She's been missing since Sunday. Her name's Amanda Jones. She Carrie Probst and her brother Brian have taken their message, their flyers, to just about every corner of Jefferson County. We're trying to go where we can, possibly where anyone may have seen her or where she may be going. We're probably going to try to go over to Ruby Tuesdays. The manager here agrees to put a flyer in the window. She's age 27, height 5'7". Now surveillance video from a Walgreens shows what the flyer cannot. Amanda Jones, pink top, her flowered skirt. Investigators say she'd stopped here to buy a soda and hairspray about 12.30 in the afternoon Sunday. Friends and family say there's no way she wandered off. She couldn't walk far enough to wander anywhere. No. Womack found Jones unlocked abandoned car at the Hillsborough Civic Center Sunday night. Jones was to meet 38-year-old Brian Westfall of DeSoto here. Westfall is the father of the child she's expecting. Police do not consider him a suspect. Jones' sister says in the past, Westfall told Jones he wanted nothing to do with the baby. Jones' family already knows she's having a boy. We want her to be alive, well, and either still pregnant or have had the baby and got the baby with her. Gosh, I can only imagine how heartbreaking, how scary, how a million emotions you'd feel having your big sister just vanish. I mean, besides her being pregnant, besides her being a mother, just having your best friend disappear has just got to be one of the worst feelings. For people who aren't familiar with uh, the area that we're talking about, let's talk a little bit about Jefferson County. So Jefferson County is the county immediately south of St. Louis County. It covers about 670 square miles. It is uh, right now in this in this year approaching 225 to 250,000 people. There's been a lot of development in Jefferson County uh, over the last 13 years, but give us an idea of what that area looked like back then. There's a little bit of suburban feel, but the predominant feel is a rural county, which is sort of strange because it's really a part of the metropolitan area. I mean, you know, it's not greatly distant from the city of St. Louis. It's it's just in the surrounding collar. But it does have this sort of country, uh, down-home feel where everyone seems to know everybody. You've talked about the flyers. We know there were buttons. We know there were T-shirts. Yeah. How else were people getting the word out? Word of mouth, and nothing sort of expresses that better than uh, a friend of hers I met one day who parked his truck across from the Civic Center, this fairgrounds uh, where she disappeared from. And he just parked his truck, and he painted a message on his truck. I couldn't just sit by in the morning. I mean, I had to do something. I didn't have no plywood or nothing else, so I just got the spray paint out and painted it. Jones' friend Jeff Lovejoy has painted his truck with the message, please help, did you drive by here Sunday? And parked it outside the Civic Center in Hillsboro. Investigators say this is the last place anyone has seen Amanda Jones. They say Brian Westfall, who Jones' family says is the father of her unborn son, met Jones here Sunday. Afterward, Jones vanished, her car left on the parking lot. The sheriff says Westfall is not a suspect. The last sighting that we had Uh, according to her male friend, was that as he was driving off the parking lot, he saw her sitting in her car. If you had a family member that was uh, nine months pregnant and was missing and it was uncharacteristic for for that family member to be uh, missing, 
you'd want us to pull in every available resource and concentrate on that case uh, uh, as well, and that's exactly what we're doing. Which for now means focusing on the area around the Civic Center, where Jeff Lovejoy says he'll be with his truck as long as it takes. You know, 99% of people, 99.9, are just going to drive by and not think of nothing. But if that 0.1% stops buying it, it comes up with something, you know, I'll sit out there for a week if I had to, you know. So hearing him and thinking about that truck, it just... Uh, he really did. He took like a, a big stencil and spray paint, spray painted the side of his truck. Yeah. Uh, and it was funny that you asked, how did people get the word out? Well, that's sort of a creative way. But, it, you know, like I said, there's that small rural feel all over Jefferson County, uh, even though there are some kind of traditional suburbs sprinkled in. Uh, but it just takes you back. And it it points to how much this mattered to everyone. They all cared, and I remember it's about a, a week or so after uh, she disappeared. There was a prayer service at the fairgrounds, and I mentioned earlier they released purple balloons in her honor, um, in her memory, and in the hope that we wouldn't be here all these years later, still wondering what was going on. I believe it. I believe she's going to come home. It was a very emotional um, time, and I remember her uncle, Walt Bowers. I can still picture him now as if I'm standing there next to him at this prayer service. And we joined in. You know, we covered the event, but, man, I prayed, um, and I still do. I believe that today that that's something that we can pray about, that God would give the angels charge over Amanda. But it's just, uh, I don't know, there's an ambiance there, a feeling you get from being there. And uh, I think hearing a little bit of, of what it was like to be there may help people uh, get their arms around uh, why this still has such a hold on so many. We're going to hang on to hope. We're going to believe the best. We're going to believe God to give us a miracle. So as we move forward with this podcast. We're going to share with you everything that we've gathered over the years. Andy, from the very beginning, myself from over the last six months or so, is I went back and re-interviewed the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office, the FBI, Amanda's family, her parents, her sister, friends of hers, her daughter, Hannah. Her then four-year-old daughter, who just turned 18 years old and is about to graduate high school. We have spoken to them. We're going to share that information with you. We are committed to getting the word out and to helping bring some answers to Amanda's family. And, you know, I, we're going to almost go back through your reporting now to where we all started. And I, I remember as those days developed, as we worked through those prayer services and her sister passing out the flyers, but everything, as that started to evolve, all roads led in one direction in terms of the investigation. And there are reasons for that. And we're gonna explore those reasons. And a lot of those reasons for that then still haven't gone away from what you've learned as you've dug back into this, Kate. The FBI is offering a $20,000 reward for information leading to the location of Amanda Jones and her unborn child 
and or for information leading to the identity of the person or people involved with their disappearance. Thank you for listening. We hope you will join us for our next episode. I'm Katie Corman.